Welcome to the Real Relationship Toolbox Podcast with hosts and marriage service technicians, Cliff and Andrea Riley. The Rileys are TV hosts, life coaches, trauma healing facilitators, relationship instructors, biblical counselors, authors, bloggers, and licensed ministers. They have a passion for marriages and families that was birthed from the struggles they faced during their early years together. Their mission is to equip relationships with the tools to go to distance. This dynamic duo is open, honest, and transparent as they share their insights. Okay, so now, this is a one-of-a-kind episode. Um, we couldn't have planned this if we wanted to. It's just one of those things that just happened. It's like one of those things that you can't make this stuff up. <laughs> I can't believe it. I still can't believe it. I know, it is so crazy. Okay, so just make sure everybody has the backstory. So, of course, we've been married for 30 years. Well, in June, it'll be 30 years. And during that time, I think I learned early on, probably in the first year, that you talk in your sleep. And my first experience actually was when we had uh, you had your first surgery um, after we got married. And when they put you under, as you were going out, you just started talking. And you were talking fluently. So I said, oh, okay, fluently. So I started just joshing with you. And I just started asking questions. Like I was asking if you had a girlfriend and, and I was asking if you love your wife and, and things like that. And you were like, yeah, I love my wife. I love her very, 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 very much. And all. so it, it was, you know, and over the years, I've had other occasions where myself or the kids, you know, we'll converse with you or do little funny things with you in your sleep. Um, you know, but it usually only lasts about a minute or something like that. And, you know, then that'll be it. And so now you, you talk in your sleep probably maybe once every, at least once a month. <laughs> I hear you talk in your sleep. <laughs> and usually when you do it, you know, I just kind of reach over and I just kind of rub your chest, kind of like to kind of slightly wake you up a little bit. Not totally wake you up, but wake you up enough to kind of get you to be to realize that you're talking and kind of just go back to sleep. So, a um, couple of weeks ago, I tried that and it didn't work. And so I'm rubbing your chest and kind of shaking you and you just kept talking and talking and talking. And I'm going to get, so what I actually did, I said, let me, let me Google what the official term is for this. So uh, the scientific term for Google says is sleep talking, formerly known as somniloquy is a sleep disorder defined as talking during sleep without being aware of it. Sleep talking can involve complicated dialogues or monologues, complete gibberish or mumbling. Now, in this case, your sleep talking involved monologues and and dialogues. I never knew. I... <laughs> And different times we would tell you things, you know, like that you would say in your sleep and you you would think we were playing or yeah, you was oh yeah, ha 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 ha, sure. So this time what ended up happening, you you just talked so long, you wouldn't stop. And I could tell that you were like talking to a group of men um in your talk 
by, based on the things you were saying. So um, anybody that's watching or listening to this probably already knows that we're the marriage service technicians and and we I can say now you you literally eat, drink and sleep marriage. <laughs> so, it's been on my mind lately. A lot. <laughs> so after you kept talking for probably maybe a minute, minute and a half, I realized he's not going to stop. I said, you know what? I'm just going to record this because there's no way he's going to realize, he's going to believe that he said all these things that, I'm, that he's saying for this amount of time if I don't record it. So I just reached over in the dark and grabbed my phone and, and turned the phone on to record, but I had no idea whatsoever that it would go on as long as it did. And so it ended up being 53 minutes. So <laughs> the total time of the recording. Now, not all of it was speech all the way straight through. There were gaps in there. And so for the sake of the podcast, we're, we'll just edit out all the gaps. And because I was waiting to see if you were going to keep talking. And then when you finally, I realized you weren't going to talk anymore. I said, okay, you know what? Let me just feed him some questions. I'll just be one of the men in the audience at whatever speaking engagement he's at. I'll just, I'll be one of the men in the audience and ask the kind of questions that men ask. And this is the part I can't believe, really. (laughs) To this day, I still do not believe it. Well, okay. So you fielded the questions and you fielded them very well. Um, You... I, I was amazed. I was just totally amazed. So we're going to share it and um, it's kind of lengthy. So we'll probably end up doing it in two, um, in two podcasts. I don't really know where we'll see where we can, where we want to stop it. We didn't really plan it all out. I just let you hear it. And now you'll be hearing it all the way through. This will be the second time that you've actually heard it all the way through. Actually, probably well, my second time too, from the recording. Um, and then my, the live version that I got. So hopefully this will, the audio may not be perfect. Um, we're coming from a phone and even in the beginning, just give you a little backstory. I didn't expect it to be this long, so I'm holding the phone and, and so you can kind of hear in the background. And then eventually when I realized how long this was going, I actually got the phone situated in in one stable spot. So all that will go away. All right, so we're just going to kind of, I guess we'll we'll talk. We'll listen to some of it. And then at certain points, we can pause it and give our commentary. <laughs> but again, I we did not make this up. This actually happened. This is Cliff talking in his sleep. Oh, did you want to tell what you what you were dreaming about? When, yeah. The only thing I remember now is that um, it was a dream that I was at a... Uh, a men's meeting, group meeting, mm-hmm. sort of like, and um, and I was speaking to a group of men. Now I'm gonna mention no names. Who there's only a couple men that I kind of remember in that dream. But yes, I was speaking to a group of men. I mean, because that's something I'm passionate about. Mm-hmm. Um, True. And um, and so apparently, something must have been heavy on my mind for me to even you know dream this. And everything, so okay, all right, here we go. So, whenever you want to, you know, just 
Put your hand, give me a signal if you ever want to stop and commentate. All right, here we go. On a daily basis, and no matter how long you've been married, whether it's two years, 20 years, I just by praying together, because then you'll get to know her every day. You know her thoughts, you know her desires. You know what upsets her. You know what makes her happy. You know what pleases her. Can I pause there for a minute? Mm-hmm. What are you doing? Okay, so... Yeah, I, because, you know, prayer is always on um, praying together. Mm-hmm which we've been shouting out for the past, I don't know how many podcasts and how many... How many years? Years we've been doing it. Mm-hmm. And that was heavily on my um, mind and my heart at that time, probably when I when I dreamt this, so... That you were... That people should pray? I don't... Did the, okay, so that people should pray? Well, yeah. Because I think you, you said it, but that was before I start recording. But you would have known from the... Well, anyway, okay. So we're going to... All right. Is that just be moving on? All right. Back to the recording. And you'll see her differently each day. Instead of thinking that she's the same woman that you married yesterday, <laughs> or last week, or last month, or last year, 10 years ago. And when you pray with her daily, you don't have to assume anything. You don't have to be wondering. Or asking yourself, what happened? What changed? You don't know that by praying with her daily. That's for sure. So, man, think about that. Just think about it. You know, just like in the world, why do you think it says that the people, they knew God's acts, but Moses knew God's ways. <laughs> because even though, you know, at least I have to go back and search, but I guarantee you, Moses spent time with God day by day. Why people just murmur and complain waiting for the next miracle, mm-hmm. waiting for the next act. So praying together with your wife day by day, you get to know her ways, not just her acts. Maybe how good she can cook or something like that or whatever. <laughs> so that's what I have for you today, man, as we gather here today. Pray together. Pray with your wife. <laughs> then you can dwell with her according to understanding or in some translations according to knowledge. Amen? All right. Amen. Okay, I'm going to pause it to say. So at that point, I kind of waited for 
a few seconds. I, I waited. I don't know how long, but I guess I could look at the recording. And I realized you weren't going to say anything else. So I said, okay. All right, now we're going to transition. Let me let me see if I can get him to keep talking. So, um, but one of the things that I did notice uh, from listening to the recording is that you didn't really use filler words um like um like i just did and sometimes in regular speech you do use them but it seemed like you if you did use them it was a lot less than just a normal conversation so it was like you were much more fluid it was coming straight straight from your heart right out of your mouth your mind didn't even have a chance to process what you were saying just whatever was in your heart it was just coming straight out so I thought that was really interesting. Yeah, it is interesting. Yeah. Okay. Anything else before mm -hmm. I go back? Yeah, All right. Here's the recording. At least I wasn't snoring. Can I ask a question? Can I ask a question, Brother Cliff? Mm. So why do women change anyway? Why can't they just stay the same anyhow? Well, first of all, haven't you changed? Oh. <laughs> so how are you going to expect them to stay the same? They're constantly growing. They're evolving, too. So if you don't like the same things that you liked 10 years ago, five years ago, how do you expect her to still like the same things that she liked 10 years ago, five years ago? I mean, she's changing. Physically, mentally, spiritually, in every way. Only problem is, though, you may change in certain areas, but you know how I say we get, we, men, we get stubborn, we get stuck. And so our minds get stuck, too. Our thoughts get stuck, too, when, when it comes to our lives. That's why you gotta pray together. Constantly renew our minds. Because again, again, their thoughts day by day. So I hope they answer your question, so. Wow. Well, did you wanna say something? I I I still I mean, it's like some of the things that I said there, um, apparently they was in the abundance of my heart. Mm -hmm. uh, but I didn't realize that I had those kind of thoughts in me. Some of them. A really? Lot of them. Like what part? Um, you know, like, I mean, I already, you know, knew about, you know, about praying together and, dwelling according to knowledge and understanding mm -hmm. and so forth like that. But the part when I was talking about the change, the changing part and the expectations mm -hmm. that we have, but we get stuck in our thoughts and everything and we want to stay the same, but we um, expect our wives to, uh, you know, to stay the same as well or to change. And, you know, so that right there, I never really thought about that while I was awake talking to 
different, you know, different men. So, um, I mean, for me, that's even, that was revelation knowledge for me as well, you know. But I watch you when I'm awoke, how you, in the almost 30 years now we've been married, how you have changed and how you have developed and how you have grown. And honestly speaking, for the best of our marriage, for the better of our marriage. So, and I realized that, you know, I have to change as well and grow as well. So. That's true. That's true. It reminded me of um, this woman I met at at the event we did at a recreation center. And we had, it was like a health fair. And we had a table there and she was a really sharp woman. Um, At the time, I was much younger. I might've been in my early forties. And she was like in her mid fifties and really, really sharp, put together woman. And I, so I was just going around mingling with people and, um, and I talked to her and I told her what we were doing at our booth and she was working at her booth. And when, when she said, uh, I talked, we talked about marriage and she said she had been married for 30 years. I was like, Oh wow. So you can teach me something like, wow. Okay. And, um, and she said, yeah, I've been married 30 years. She said, I'm 55 years old. And quite honestly, I don't know if I'm going to continue to do this. I was like, I'm thinking 30 years, you have married that long. You just you're like, that's it. I'm switching it up now. And she began to talk about some of the things that were going on from the time they got married. And um, in, the, in the earlier years, they weren't deal breakers. But she said, I don't know if I want to go the rest of my life with the same thing going on. She said, I don't know about that's what I feel like spending the rest of my life with. And in some ways, her husband, certain things had not changed. Uh, and her, his dynamics with his, um, he had sisters, he was the only boy, and he had his mom. And the way they, they interacted with certain things in the beginning, she dealt with it. But then it was like 30 years later, she was like, okay, I don't know if I'm, she had grown. And he had not. Mm. And it was a deal breaker now where it wasn't a deal breaker years ago. So that's a really good point. And that's what I thought about. Wow. Yeah. Go finish or you. Go ahead, finish. Okay. All right. Back to the recording. I think I'm just about to ask a question. Well, I just want to have another question. How come they can't forgive and let things go? If you're changing, and if I did something wrong last week or last month, and they keep on changing, then how come how come they keep bringing up the old stuff? I'm tired of hearing about it. Well, depends on what happened. If they wounded, and particularly women, you know, their emotions and everything, when things get knocked out of wax, out of water, and then when they wounded. Well, let me ask you a question. Do you let everything go? Do you just drop it like that when you get hurt or wounded? Man, I just, I don't, I just don't think about it no more. I just, I just, you know, I just stop thinking about it. But see, that's you. And, and again, when you don't dwell with her according to knowledge and understanding, you, you, you expecting her to think. And that and feel the same way you do. Hmm. But see, if you pray daily with them, 
you understand, you'll, you'll find out why. Why they just don't drop it. Or if we just forget about it. Or suppress it like we do. I mean, I haven't really done no deep study on it, but that's not their nature. If they like to talk more than we do, and some of them like to express more than we do, well then, it'd be hard for them to just hold on to it and just, or, or just, or just, well not hold on to it, but it'd be hard for them just to drop it and forget about it. If they don't have no outlet or anything to drop it to. Mm. <laughs> but see, if you pray with them, talk with them, then you can probably get to the root of the problem and then start changing the narrative, start changing the subject. Mm. Give them a reason to stop holding on to it. Mm. Let them thrive in their nature, in their environment. And then understand them. See, the whole problem is, you may say you're thinking about them, but actually you're just thinking about yourself. And there. That's what it comes down to, you thinking about yourself. That's why you don't want to hear about it anymore. That's why you expect them to just drop it and move on. That's what you would do. Or try to do. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, I wanted to pause it to say that too. Exactly. That's because that's that speaks to the suppressing things. And as we know, um, that's how people end up with so much anger and um resentment. Mm-hmm. Lashing out. Um, and it's just interesting. So they'll like, people will say, well, women are so emotional and women, they, they have to, whatever they'll say about women, but we'll talk our stuff out. We'll go get us some therapy from somewhere, whether we hire somebody, we're going to go to a friend, family member, somebody, we, we need to be able to talk it out. And it's frustrating when we go to our husbands and especially if they're the ones that some of the hurt have come from. And then we can't talk to the person who's in the position to bring more hurt. We can't talk to them because they don't hear our hearts. Um, but men will say, because I remember you used to say that. You used to say, well, I just, I don't hold on to stuff. I just forgive. I just, I, I just let it go. And so, but what I would, what I realized early on in our marriage, um, you would say that and you wouldn't confront people on things. But then later on, any little thing would trigger you. So I remember examples when we first moved into this house, I remembered um, someone was living here with us and um, they never would bring the trash can back to the house. And so you wouldn't say anything about it. You get all frustrated and whatever, and then you and bring the trash can to the house. And so instead of just dealing with it, you, you suppressed it. You just kept suppressing it. And then one day just, it, it, it became this big explosion, a big old something over nothing because it really was something else. 
that was you've been holding and harboring, but you said you let it go, but you really didn't let it go, mm-hmm. or things even, even between us, um, you would say you would let them go, but then when I would come to you to talk about something that was on my heart, then you would say, well, you did this to me, and you said that, and you don't do stuff right either, and you would bring up all these things that I'm like, okay, well, but when it happened, you never said anything, so... Well, it's because I let it go. I just don't work. But you didn't. You didn't let it go. It was just suppressed. You didn't deal with it, but you didn't let it go. And so, I think for men um, in in our society, we're um, like they're told like they're not supposed to be quote unquote emotional. But anger is okay to express. That's an emotion, and the that a lot of men have it. But that's acceptable. Anger is an acceptable emotion to express. So that's how it comes out. But really, underneath that anger, there really is something else. And so often when men say, well, I don't don't bring it up again, but they still haven't let it go. Yeah, you know, and our culture also teaches us, um, it may be a little different now, but I haven't really seen too much change in it. I mean, this generation we see now, uh, they are a little more emotional and everything, but I'm talking about my, you know, years ago, I was always told to suck it up, mm-hmm. deal with it, you know, be strong. That that's supposed to be a sign of strength when you be able to, if something hurts you or anger you, um, to be able to just, you know, suck it up, deal with it, and just move on. Mm-hmm. You know, when actuality. Uh, especially with something we've been traumatized by and didn't, and didn't even know that we've been traumatized. Mm-hmm. So so with that, and and then coupled with, if you were never a confrontational person, like me, I'm not a confrontational person. I really don't. I really don't like confrontation, even though now I realize that you may need confrontation at times to get to resolve certain issues or get to the bottom of things. So confrontation is needed at times. But I was the one was like always want to be, you know, happy and have peace and, and everything like that, which because I didn't deal with the confrontation or deal with the issue at hand and hope that it just will go away by not just Mm-hmm. You know, doing anything. Well, if, if I just don't say anything, if I just don't argue about it, if I just don't, well, it's still there. Mm-hmm. You know, and so a lot of us, a lot of, of us, has been brought up, has been brought up that way. Mm-hmm. True. So the thing about it, so by the same token, because you don't say anything about something when it happens, then you expect that the wife is not going to say anything when it happens. Mm-hmm. So, and in our case, I want to say something while it happens so we can be over it and done with it and move on. But your way of trying to move on was not to say nothing until, like I said, then when I would bring up something that I didn't like, all of a sudden stuff came out of nowhere, stuff that wasn't even connected to the conversation, yeah. but because it was still there, but you thought you had let it go. But you really had not. Right. And also a lot of other things factor into, you know, the way we think and why we think personality traits. You know, like you're a type person. You know, you're going to 
you're going to express it. You're going to get it off. You're going to talk about it. And you're going to be in a forefront. You're just not going to let it go. You know what I mean? Well, I don't know if that's... Okay, well, we're getting we're getting off the subject. Okay, let's... Right. <laughs> All right, let's go back to the recording. So let's just be honest with ourselves. Well, I try to listen to her. But she just keeps saying the same thing all the time. Just nagging. Just keep on saying the same thing. I'm tired of hearing the same thing. But when you try to listen to her, are you listening to her to try to come up with an answer? Or are you just listening to her? Mm. Are you just trying to listen to her just so she could be quiet? Mm. And what you, how you say, just drop it? Or are you listening to her intentionally? Understanding what she's saying, hearing what she's saying, not just the words, not just the volume of her voice, or just so that you're hoping that she would just drop it when you, if I, if I, if I just sit there and listen to her and shake my mouth, my head and say, yes, okay, okay. Even though you may say, oh, I'm sorry, but are you really sorry? Are you really there? Or, or, or is it just like in that Charlie Brown cartoon when she starts talking, you know, and all you hear is womp, 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 womp. <laughs> and you, you, you're thinking of an answer. You're thinking of a solution. Just so it can be dropped. No. You got to listen to her. You got to feel with her. You got to empathize with her. I feel you, baby. <laughs> but it's hard to feel with her because she's so emotional. She's emotional all the time. I'm just, I can't, I can't even get with all that. I want you to tap into your emotions then. Get emotional with her. <laughs> Love her. If she's sad, hmm. feel it. So you're trying to suppress your emotions. I mean, that's why Jesus died on the cross. That's why he went through all the pain and suffering. Because he wanted to know everything that hurts us. Everything that keeps us in bondage. I mean, Jesus got emotional too. And what did the word say? Husband, love your wives as Christ loved the church that he gave himself. Jesus wanted to experience everything that we experience as human beings. So that... Hmm, I, don't know, I just I just thought about that. So just imagine if you love your wife as Christ loved the church, that you experience every emotion that she, every pain, or all her joys and stuff, or her. If you just experience that with her, mm. then you could begin to really know her. All right, uh, time is up. Right. But I'm gonna do this again though. So God bless, brothers. Thank you, Brother Cliff. This is really good. Mm, thank you. <laughs> thank you, brothers. God bless. Who wants to pray us out? Okay, you can. Can you pray, Brother Cliff? Now, this part, <laughs> I didn't know what to expect because, again, you sleep, and at this point, I'm just flabbergasted that you're still talking and still responding to questions. 
So by the time we got to the prayer part, even though you pray all the time, I just never heard you pray in your sleep before. So I didn't really know where where this was going to (laughs) go. All right. Anything you want to say? No. Okay, here we go. So here's the sleeping talk, the sleeping preacher prayer. Okay. Father, we just thank you for this gathering today. And Father, we just pray that you just pour your spirit out of each and every man in this room. And we just pray for your wisdom, your direction, your insight. Lord, teach us to pray with our wives, Lord. Enlighten our eyes understanding towards them, Father. Help us, help us to love them as you loved us, Father. Lord Jesus, we just thank you for the cross. Thank you for showing us how to love, how to forgive, how to listen. And that's what you did, Jesus. You listened intently. So, Father, help us in the name of Jesus, Lord, to dwell with our wives, Lord, according to knowledge and understanding. And, Father, I pray right now for each and every man in this room that whatever they've been holding on to, whatever they just thought they dropped, Mm. but actually built up a wall Mm. or became stuck when it comes to their wives, Lord. I pray today would be a day of deliverance and freedom so they can love their wives as Christ loved the church, so they can dwell with their wives according to understanding, Lord. Father, I pray they become not just husbands and and try to be fixer-uppers and fixers, but Father, I pray they be men of empathy, compassion, mm-hmm. and love, wisdom, and insight. In the name of Jesus, Lord. So Father, I pray that each man here today, Lord, will hear your voice. And as they begin to pray with their wives, Lord, and be with them, be with the, be with their wives, that they see their wives as you see them, Lord, hear their wives as you hear, Lord, and feel what you feel, Father, and understand, Lord, what you understand, and know what you know in the name of Jesus, that we'll no longer be in the darkness when it comes. To our wives, Lord. We will no longer be ignorant. But Father, we'll begin to know their ways, not just their acts. And not just what they can do for us. Mm. But we'll understand and know what we can do for them, with them, in the name of Jesus, Lord. We can become servants. They just want to apply to while you sit in the church or other people, we'll serve everybody else, but won't actually be servants to our wives. Mm. Instead of expecting them to serve us all the time. Mm. So I pray this, Father, in the name of Jesus, Lord, for understanding and wisdom and insight. And we drop all the pride and stubbornness, but be like Jesus, walking in humility and compassion. In Jesus' name. So, Father, I pray over each man today. It will be a new day for them, Father. 
But Father, we just thank you today. We just praise you and we glorify you today. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. 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 Okay, I'm going to pause it right there. So, thoughts? Wow. <laughs> I just want to say, uh, men, any of you watching this podcast, if you're a sleep talker, <laughs> this is not to frighten you or put you on high alert or anything like that. But one thing I just want to say is true. Uh, in the word, it says, I have the abundance of the heart. Mm-hmm. The mouth speak. So um, I am thankful, and I'm saying this with humility, that that was in my heart, that my wife can listen to something like that while I'm asleep instead of listening to me talking about another woman or somebody or or talking about her out of anger and talking about divorce or whatever. So um, so that just, and, and this, that dream actually, I believe just came out of me praying with my wife, my relationship with the Lord and when his word and, you know, trusting his word and, you know, doing my best to even to obey his word. Because I'm going to say, I'm not perfect. No. And we not have you listening to this recording, this dream, to prove how ooh, how good Cliff is or how perfect he may be. No, I'm far from perfect. You know, I still have my flaws. I still have my shortcomings. But I'm just saying this to say that when you love your wife and pray with your wife, love the Lord and do your best to obey his word and his command and let his word guide you that this the kind of dreams and stuff you you can have. Um, I wasn't always a person of in- integrity. Right. You know, uh, I was always, uh, you know, I was stubborn. And even today, in some areas, I'm still stubborn. But I'm working on it. True. I'm working on it. Sure. Um, so I'm just saying this is not to, you know, to put you on high alert that, oh, now you're going to sleep one eye open, one eye closed, when not be able to sleep night if you, if you, if you were a sleep talker. So, um, and I'm just praying that this bless you instead that, you know, say, you know what, I, maybe I need to pray my wife more. Maybe I need to read the word more. Mm-hmm. Maybe I need to talk to God more. Maybe I need to solidify my relationship with the Lord even more. So, so that's all I really have to say on this. Well, I think this is a good place to, thank you for saying that. Um, it's probably a good place to pause and um, pick up on the rest of the conversation in the next episode. What do you think? Yeah, I think that's a good idea. Okay, and then on that note, um, you know, definitely we'd be remiss if we didn't talk about our 30-day prayer challenge um, that we, like, like you said, we've been shouting it from the mountaintops trying to get people to pray together because we do know that if it weren't for prayer, either A, we wouldn't even be married, possibly, or if we were married, we definitely would not have the quality marriage that we have. Mm-hmm. No way, shape, or form. Um, we know this for a fact. We know it to be true. Nobody can convince us otherwise. 
Um, and because we have gone with prayer and then we had times when we slipped and got away from it and we saw the difference. So after a while, you just get convinced. You already know what works and you just decide you're going to continue to work it. Um, but we have been trying to encourage other people to let them know some of the struggles that they have um, can be ironed out in prayer. And everything is nothing that prayer cannot address, whether it's physical issues, whether it's mental, whether it's financial, mm-hmm. whether it's whatever, health, what, whatever is going on, transitions, um, decisions that need to be made. There's nothing that prayer won't affect. That's right. To the point that you're talking about it in your sleep. <laughs> Again, that's what that's what you eat, drink, and sleep. That that is what that's because you know beyond a shadow of a doubt it works. So we have this our trusty prayer journals. We've been trying to um, get people to grab hold on, grab a hold to. Um, you can visit our website, themarriagetext.com uh, forward slash challenge. Um, and you can place your order there. Uh, we're not doing this, saying this just so we can um, sell journals. We're saying it because it's true. Yes. yes. And so it's themarriagetext.com forward slash challenge. Themarriagetext.com T-E-C-H-S forward slash challenge. So would you please subscribe to our YouTube channel um, so you can stay abreast of all of our episodes. Um, Also um, visit us on Facebook at Marriage Service Technicians or on Instagram at at Marriage Service Techs. And um, you can visit our website and actually get your very own copy of this journal at themarriagetext.com forward slash challenge. So it's themarriagetext, T-E-C-H-S, dot com forward slash challenge. Again, is the marriage service text, T-E-C-H-S, forward slash challenge to order your copy. And it's some good stuff in here that it help guide you through. And it's just, this is enough to get you through 30 days. But our hopes are that after the 30 days, it will become a lifestyle. Yes. Yes. Yeah. And we also have a marriage call, a marriage and family call on Sundays at 8 a.m. Eastern Standard Time and um, Thursdays at 7 a.m. Eastern Standard Time. So there are 15 minute calls where we pray over marriages and families. Yes. And if you are interested in joining us, you can go to our website, uh, themarriagetext.com forward slash prayer. And we have a members only page. And if you log on and become a member or subscribe to our website, then that's where you can get the phone number and you can get some downloadable resources, some free resources that we have for you as well. Okay. All right. So we'll look forward to um, moving on and getting to some more of this in our next episode. But you did a great job, honey. You did just as good a job sleeping as you do when you're awake. (laughs) (laughs) Thank you, sweetheart. All right. Till next time. Till next time. God bless. 
We'd like to thank all our listeners for tuning in. Today's podcast is sponsored by the Marriage Service Technicians Hashtag MST 30 Day Challenge. We invite you along for a month-long adventure. Join the journey towards transformation in four weeks or less. If you're up to the challenge, then come along for a ride. And of course, please subscribe to the Real Relationship Toolbox podcast. Until next time, it's the Marriage Service Technicians, Cliff and Andrea Riley, equipping relationships with tools to go the distance.